Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for December 15th, 2021. On this podcast, I share the word of God with you on a daily basis every work week, and uh, uh, I'm sorry, every work day. And uh, as I do, my attempt or what I'm called to do, what I'm graced to do, what I'm anointed to do, is to take kingdom concepts and principles and precepts and ways, and even sharing analogies and illustrations uh, so that you can understand the Bible, so that you can apply it to your daily life. It's today's word. It's a word that you can apply to every day of your life. This week, we've been looking at some things from a book that God gave me earlier this year. It's called Level Up Your Life. And so there's, uh, I talk about leveling up your life in five areas in the book. And I'm going through those five areas uh, on the five days of this week. And so on Monday, I covered leveling up spiritually. Tuesday, yesterday, we looked at leveling up financially. Today, we're going to look at leveling up in the area of our divine health and in physically, like leveling up physically so that we maintain the body that we have so that we can live. We don't cut our years short so that we could be who it is that God has called us to be. And so that we get out of us everything that God deposited in us while we're in the land of the living. I've heard it said, and I agree that the, the richest land on the planet is found in cemeteries because there are people that died with their best still inside of them. That's not going to be me, and that's not going to be you. I want you to prepare your heart for the word. All right, so that said, let's get into the word for this morning. So this is leveling up physically in the area of your divine health. Once again, this is from the book. If you don't have the book, it's available on Amazon. You should get it. Let's get into the word for this morning. So what does this mean for you today? I have uh, a few things to share with you on this morning. Let's go through these and I'll try to take my time and make sure that I communicate this effectively. Number one, God is not opposed to health and wealth. God is not, it's, it's funny to me that we even have to teach this, right? So, so God is not opposed to health and wealth. It's crazy to me that I even have to say, Hey, you know what? It's okay to be healthy and it's okay to be wealthy. Right. And the reason why you got to do that is because especially on the wealthy side, I dealt with finances yesterday. It's like people have vilified, uh, wealth and, and, and like, Oh man, that wealth having wealth is bad. And, and I don't know what you're thinking. I, I know you can't be thinking that poverty is good, right? Because if you think that, maybe you've never been poor. But let's see what the Bible says. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, beginning at verse 18, 18 through 20, New Living Translation, the Bible says, even so, this is Solomon, the wisest man in the Bible, who, oh, by the way, God made the richest man on the planet too at the time. God made him rich, by the way. So uh, the Bible says, even so, I have noticed one thing at least that is good. At least one thing is good. What is that, Solomon? It's good for people to eat, to drink, to enjoy their work under the sun during the short life that God has given them and to accept their lot in life. And it is a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it, to enjoy your work and to accept your lot in life. This is indeed a gift from God. Now, God keeps such people, people like this that have that mentality, so busy enjoying life that they have no time to brood over the past. Oh my God. And so look, the Bible says it's a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good health 
to enjoy it. It's hard to misconstrue that. I mean, like it takes church people to mess that up. It's hard. Solomon was the richest man on the planet. He said, you know what? The wealth came from God and it's okay to be wealthy and it's okay to have stuff and, 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 and you don't have to vilify it. It, God doesn't have a problem with you having stuff. God has a problem with stuff having you. Remember, money makes an excellent servant, but a poor master. So at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with receiving wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it. And then under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he wrote this. And the reason why I start off with, I started off today and even in the book with like, you know, it's health and wealth is okay, right? And, the, and yet, because for whatever reason, I know that people have vilified different things and people say, oh, you know, even like they come up with this term prosperity gospel and, and you know, this is this is a bad thing, this prosperity gospel and uh, uh, that, you know, God, pe these people are preaching that God wants you to prosper. <laughs> like, okay, so what, what do you think? God wants you to fail? I mean, I, I don't understand it. Like, I mean, what Bible are you reading? Uh, at the end of the day, I'm not saying that, that I'm, I'm not that person that's going to say, hey, you know, God wants everybody to have a Rolls Royce. So God wants everybody, you know, okay, I'm not saying that. But but I'm, I'm also not saying that there's anything wrong with the prosperity of his servant. God wants you to be successful, right? I mean, I use health and wealth to say, you know what? There's nothing wrong with either, right? If you say health and wealth is bad, what are you saying? Being broken sick is good? I mean, I don't understand that. Now, I do agree. I do agree. Let's be plain text. I do agree that some preachers have manipulated the gospel. And there's some, I mean, there's bad people in everything, right? So are there bad preachers? Yes. Are there people that have manipulated people? Yes. Are there people that have basically stolen money from people? Or you know, Yes, 100%. You know, there's bad people. But let's agree that the pattern is right, even though the material may be flawed, right? All right, so, so let's agree that the, that the pattern is right, that the Bible is right, that, God, that, that the pattern is right, even though the material may be flawed. At the end of the day, bad preachers doesn't mean that the Bible is wrong. Uh, at the, God said, it's okay. Solomon was saying through the Holy Spirit, through Solomon, it's okay to receive wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it. The Bible, the Bible says that God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Now, this is where I say that it takes church people to mess some stuff up. Let's say that I stop the average person on the street, uh, somebody that doesn't go to church. And I say, Hey, can I talk to you for a minute? Yeah. Um, being healthy, is that good? Oh, yeah, yeah. Being sick, is that... So being healthy, is that good or bad? They'll say good. Being sick, is that good or bad? They'll say, oh, bad, right? Okay. Uh, having enough to meet your needs, is that good? Yep, good. Uh, being broke, is that good or bad? Oh, bad, right? It takes church people to mess that up. For whatever reason, like somehow in the church, people have painted a picture that that prosperity is bad. That having more than enough is bad. I already showed you yesterday in, in the word that I can't give you something I don't have. So I have to have overflow to enable to, to, to minister to other people out of my overflow. So yeah, we serve a God of more than enough. God takes you from not enough to just enough to, to the God. He is the God of too much stuff. God will give you excess, abundance, overflow, because that's, that's his nature, right? I mean, if you study the word and then the text is, is a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it. At the end of the day, it's okay. You, God wants you to, to have whatever you need. God is able, the Bible says, to make all grace abound towards you, that you would always have all sufficiency in all things at all times, that you will be able to meet the needs of every situation and 
above and beyond that, give unto every good and charitable work. In addition to that, then the text is saying, and God wants you healthy so that you can enjoy it as well. So, so if you have wealth, but you're not healthy, then you're not really prosperous because now you can't really even enjoy the life that God has given you. So God is like, okay, I want you to, to be able to meet the needs of every situation, to be able to fund kingdom projects around the world above and beyond that, and to have the health to enjoy it. And that's okay. And so, so, so listen, if people, and then when people think that sickness comes from God, I'm going to deal with that today. Sickness does not come from God. The sickness uh, at the end of the day, listen, sickness does not come from God. I'm going I'm to show you some scripture on this and you should read the book. Look at the, that sickness is not the will of God. All right. So let me go. This leads me to my second point. Number two, the Bible is clear on what, um, what is a blessing and what is a curse. So what is part of the blessing and what is part of the curse? So let's talk about that for a minute. As part of the blessing, God has promised a, a few things. Let me, let me talk about these things. Psalms 91 and 16 says that God will satisfy us with long life. Psalms 103 and 3 says that God will forgive us of our sins and heal us of every disease. Psalms 103 and 5 says that God will renew our youth like the eagles. Psalm Deuteronomy 7 and 15 says God will deliver us from deadly diseases. Uh, James 5 and 15 says that that uh, we could heal the sick through the prayer of faith, that the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. Mark 16 and 18 says that part of our responsibility as a believer is to lay hands on the sick so that they can recover, right? This is all Bible. This is all in the Bible. So some people confuse like sickness and poverty as a blessing. Now, I don't know. That is like crazy to me. How that is not a blessing. And let me keep going with this. Number three, Jesus helps us to see what comes from God and what comes from Satan. The Bible tells us that Jesus came, 1 John 3 and 8, to destroy the works of the devil. Now, can you agree? Say, I agree, all right? Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Now, Acts 10 and 38 says, Jesus went around doing good and healing all of those who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Let me slow down. Let me say this very slowly for the people in the back. The Bible says Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil, got it, and he went around doing good, got it, healing people, got it, and the text says well, as he was healing people, he was healing them because they were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. So if people say, like, and so let me be clear about this, um, in the book I talk about somebody in my family who recently said, oh, such and such is in the ICU with COVID but God knows what he's doing. I said, what? Say that again. Said, such and such is in the ICU with COVID, but God knows what he's doing. Well, God does everything. I said, what? I said, do you want us to pray for that? Oh yeah, let's pray. Let's pray that they get out of the ICU and that they be healthy. They be delivered from COVID. I said, but, but you just basically said that, that God put COVID on this person. Well, God does everything. <laughs> So I was like, okay, you really believe that God put COVID on this person, but then now we're going to pray to the same God that put COVID on him to take COVID off. And then when the same God who put COVID on him takes COVID off, we're going to give God the glory. Yes, because God does everything. 
I was like, you, you don't know God at all. Like, I don't know what God you know, but you don't know my God. And you're not reading the Bible at all because at the end of the day, God is not schizophrenic. I would not want to worship a God that puts sickness on me only for me to come to him and then him deliver me and then me give him glory. That's crazy to me. That's not God at all. Jesus went around healing people, the Bible says, who were under the power of the devil. He came to destroy the works of the devil. If God, if the father put something on somebody, then Jesus and Jesus came to heal them, then Jesus would be fighting against his father. That there would be division between Jesus and the father. Jesus said, no house that's divided can stand. No way. This thing is not of God. Sickness is not of God. Poverty is not of God either. At the end of the day, listen, Jesus went around ministering to people and to the poor. He put the word down inside of them. We dealt with that yesterday. The answer to poverty is the word of God. And so, no, no, you can get out of it. Listen, it is okay to be healthy and wealthy. It's okay to have more than enough so you can meet the needs of other people. It's okay to use excess to fund kingdom projects all around the world. It's okay to be healthy, to have the health, to enjoy it. Sickness is not part of the blessing. Sickness is part of the curse. And the church said, amen. Number four, God desires for us to live a long and satisfying life, a long and satisfying life. In the book, I deal with the whole thing about 70 years and all of that. And, and how, you know, you're not, your life is not limited to 70 years. I explain all that in the book, but look, here's what the Bible says in Psalms 191, beginning at verse 14 from the King James version, the Bible says, uh, traditional King James, because he, God, has set his love upon me. Uh, no, no, talking about us. Because he has set his love upon me. Therefore, God says, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he knows my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him and I will be with him in the middle of trouble. I will deliver him. I will honor him. And with long life, will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Psalms 91 is a psalm of protection. For, for those of us that have been deployed, everybody <laughs> praise Psalms 91. When you downrange, when those things are, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, you got incoming and they're getting closer and closer. You're like, I, I plead Psalms 91. The devil is alive. Like, you know, so it's a psalm of protection. But in the psalm of protection, it says that God will satisfy us with long life and show us his salvation. It is okay. The word satisfy means to gratify the need or desire, or expectation to the full, to fulfill it until it is complete. God will give us a satisfying life. God doesn't want you to just have life. Listen, have you ever met somebody that's saved, but miserably saved? I'm talking about somebody that goes to church every Sunday, but is just nasty and miserable. I mean, like, I don't know what's wrong with these people. What Bible are they reading? The joy of the Lord is my strength. You know what I'm saying? And so God wants you to have a long and satisfying life. God doesn't want you. God wants you to make it to heaven, but God wants you to enjoy the ride. It's okay. It's okay to enjoy it. It's okay. Somebody, I'm not going to mention her name, but somebody that's watching right now, I just saw on Facebook that she was at a beach yesterday that I like that beach in the Caribbean. Oh my God. So it's okay. She's enjoying her life. It's okay to enjoy life. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. God wants you to have life and to enjoy it to the full, to the overflows. That's John 10 and 10. Part of salvation is a long life. Number five, Long life is part of the benefit package. See, when you come to God, you get a benefit package. And so, so like, you know, people, hey, I hired somebody at our company. Here's the part of the benefit package. Let's talk about the benefit package as it relates to God. Psalms 103, beginning at verse two. I'm going to read to verse five. The Bible says, bless the Lord. 
oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Uh-oh, what are the benefits, David? David said, here's the benefits. He forgives me of all of my iniquities. He heals me of all diseases. He redeems my life from destruction. He crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercy. He satisfies my mouth with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. I'm 49 years old. I'm about to turn 50. I was talking to somebody the other day. It's like, man, you you almost 50. Yeah, man, you look good. I know why. Because I live in a stress-free environment. Glory to God. I'm not pulling my hair out. I sleep well. The Bible says God gives his beloved sweet sleep. God renews my youth like the eagles. And so the Bible says the eagles. Have you ever seen an old eagle? (laughs) I'm asking you this question because even if you saw one, you wouldn't know that he's old. Have you ever seen an old eagle? God renews your youth like the eagle. You can't really tell if an eagle's old. You know why? Because they lock their wings. They're not putting up a whole lot of effort into this. You see a chicken try to fly. They're stressing themselves out. No, eagles don't do that. Eagles just lock their wings and they soar above the storms. And whenever a storm comes, they lock their wings. And the storm, what was meant to destroy them, actually pushes them higher to the sun. And while they're spending time with the sun, S-U-N, watch this, we're spending time with the sun, S-O-N, the sun rejuvenates the eagles. The, The heat from the sun rejuvenates the eagles. And while we're spending time locked in wings in the middle of a storm with the sun, the sun rejuvenates us. God, we are like eagles. God doesn't, eagles are stress free. In the middle of a storm, they're soaring above it. In the middle of the storm, they're not flapping, they're just locked in. And that's how we live. We're locked in. Glory to God. I'm not flapping over here like a chicken. And no, no, I am. I'm an eagle and I'm soaring above whatever comes. The storm that was meant to destroy me is actually pushing me higher and closer to the sun. And watch this. The eagles don't have to manufacture the wind. They just have to ride the wind when it comes. And that's how it is with us. We're not trying to make anything up. We're just walking with God. God opens doors for us that no man can close. God closes doors for us that no man can open. And when we're living that way, we're not stressed out. We're not pulling our hair out. Our body's not breaking down. God can renew our youth like the eagles. Say amen to that. All right. Number six, last point for today. And then we'll, I'll release you into, the, into this day. So I want you to know, last point, that your lifespan is tied to your purpose. Because early, early I mentioned 120 years, or in the book I talk about living 120 years and all of that. But really, at the end of the day, your lifespan is tied to your purpose. So let me talk about that as I close. Your assignment on this planet is task-based, not time-based. Now, I have several uh, military people on this, uh, on this uh, that are watching right now. So let me talk about that. When I was a young soldier, y'all remember STT tasks, right? So when I was a young soldier, you, you would get this, and we had task books and we had all these things that we had to learn. And some of these, these things that we did uh, were task-based and then some were time-based. So let me, let me explain. So let's say, for example, that um, I was a young soldier in Germany and let's say we go down to the motor pool and we're working on our vehicles and, uh, and I like to just work. Let's knock it out. And if I'm trying to get all my stuff done, but it's one of those things where today is time-based, not task-based, then my boss would be like, hey, Pina, slow down. <laughs> you don't want to get all this stuff done all that fast because we're going to be here till 4.30 till it's time to go to formation. I'm like, oh man. So, okay, fine. So then I basically have to slow down because it's time-based. It's not task-based. So no matter how fast I go, at the end of the day, I still got to wait till 4.30 PM till we can go back to formation, right? 
But whenever I went down to the motor pool and, and they were like, all right, well, Pina, tell you what, if you, whenever you finish, you can go and go back to the barracks and hang out till it's time for formation. Oh, now it's not time-based, it's task-based. So these are all the seven things I got to do. And whenever I knock out these things, then I'm free to go. Oh, that's a whole different thing. So now I'm just focused on knocking out my things. It's not about time. It's about task. Why, do, why did I bring that up? Because your assignment on this planet is not time-based. It's not like God is saying, oh, you have 70 years. You have 80 years. You have 90 years. Well, you're just going to have to wait around till that time comes. No. Your assignment on this planet is task-based. God gave you a purpose. God gave you an assignment from the foundations of the world, and he wants you to be busy about it. And while you're busy about doing what he called you to do for such a time as this, at one point, at some time, you're going to run out of task. And so, so you will run out of task. Glory to God. The goal is to run out of task before you run out of time. And so, so you, when you run out of task, and I've already done everything I'm supposed to do, then at that point, now I can go. And I can go. And I, and I don't have to go because I'm sick. And I don't have to go because I'm old. I just can go because I'm done. Let me give you some Bible on that. Our, our assignment on this planet is task-based, not time-based. All right. So we all know that Jesus gave up the ghost, right? When he was 33. And Jesus, now you can't say Jesus didn't live a long and satisfying life. You can't say Jesus didn't live a fulfilled life. You can't say Jesus was not, you know, didn't fulfill his purpose. He did all of that. And it wasn't based on time. It was based on task. And so he completed all the assignment. The father said, you, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Now I can go. Nobody killed him. He gave up the ghost, but he's not the only one who gave up the ghost. And so let me run through a few people who also gave up the ghost, and then I'll close it out for today. So Genesis 25 verse eight, the Bible says, then Abraham gave up the ghost. Now, a lot of people think that Jesus is the only one that gave up the ghost. No, Abraham gave up the ghost. And he died at a good old age, an old man, full of years, and he was gathered unto his people. So he gave up the ghost. He didn't die because he was old. He didn't die because he was sick. He just died because he was done. And the Bible says he was a good old man. Now, I don't know. The Bible doesn't really tell us how old he was, but I can tell you this. If the Bible calls you old, you're old. All right. Genesis 35, uh, verse 29. Isaac gave up the ghost. Oh, another one. And he died and he was gathered into his people being old and full of days. And his sons, Esau and Jacob were buried with him. Isaac was old. He was full of days. He completed his assignment. And once he was done, he can go. Deuteronomy 34 and seven. Moses was 120 years old when he died. Yet his eyesight was still good and his body was still strong, right? Another translation says, he had all his teeth. <laughs> so Moses was 120 years old. His eyesight was good. He didn't need glasses. Uh, uh, maybe he had all his teeth. The Bible says he was strong and he didn't die because he was sick. He just died because he was done. He, he brought the people out of the promised land and it, he, uh, uh, I mean, out of Egypt and he brought them to the point where they could go into the promised land, but he couldn't leave them in, not because he struck a rock twice, but because that was Jos uh, Joshua's assignment, not his assignment. And so once he was done, for those of us that are military, he could put on the logbook, MC, mission complete. Once he was mission complete, he can go on to heaven. That's it. And that's how it is with us. Acts 13 and 36. The Bible says, now when David had served God's purpose for his own generation, he fell asleep and he was buried with his ancestors and his body then began to decay. Let me read that again as I close. Now when David had served God's purpose, for his own generation, he was free to go. He fell asleep. That's how it is. David served God's purpose for his own generation. And once he was done, MC, mission complete, he was free to go. Your lifespan is not tied to a set number of years. 
your lifespan is tied to your purpose. In the book, I cover a lot more. You should get the book. I talk a lot about it, about this. But listen, your lifespan is tied to God's purpose. Once you serve God's purpose for your own generation, then you can go. MC, mission complete. I will not die because I'm because I'm old. I will not die because I'm sick. I'm not going to die in some freak accident. Not going to happen. I'm going to die when I'm done. Say amen to that. All right, let's let's close this out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Uh, say this. Say, Father, you sent me to this planet for a reason. That reason is my divine purpose. I am here on assignment. I am laser focused on getting it done before I die. Now, my lifespan is tied to my purpose. I will walk this planet until I get out of me everything that you placed in me before the world began. I will not die because I'm old. You renew my youth like the eagles. I will not die because I'm sick. You are the Lord God who heals me. I will keep running my race at my pace with your grace <laughs> until I'm done. I will only die when I'm done. That's it. So I level up my life in every area and also in the area of my divine health. I live long and strong and greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please sign up, go to today. Don't you want my notes now? Really? All the notes are in this book. This is what you should get. If you don't have a copy of it, go to Amazon and get a copy. But, um, but listen, I have journals, other stuff too, but get my notes, go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Do me a favor. If this message was a blessing to you, go into the chat, leave me some comments and I'll go back and I read those and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Enjoy life. Have fun. You only get one life. Make the most of the one life that you have. It's okay. It, it is the will of God for you to, to enjoy life. The, to accept your lot in life, to enjoy the wealth, and to have the health to really enjoy it for the glory of God. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.